Reporting from Cisco Security Intelligence Operations, this is the Cyber Risk Report. The Cyber Risk Report is a strategic intelligence product created by Cisco analysts that highlights current security issues in mid- to long-range perspectives. The report addresses seven major risk management categories, including vulnerability, physical, legal, trust, identity, human, and geopolitical. This report covers the time period of January 21st through January 27th, 2013. Cisco Live London is taking place from January 28th through February 1st, 2013. Visit www.ciscolive365.com on January 29th and the 30th to view thousands of technical sessions from Cisco Live conferences around the world, attend monthly live events to stay current on the latest networking and business practices, bookmark, share, rate content, and note what your colleagues are saying, explore Cisco and partner information in the Exhibitor Resource Centers, and visit your favorite speaker pages to view their bios and session indexes. This week in the vulnerability risk management category, vulnerability activity remained at an increased level for the period. Significant activity included the release of multiple vulnerabilities in Dell SonicWall products, IBM WebSphere application server, F5 Big IP, and multiple EMC products. Google released the Google Chrome stable channel update for January 2013 to correct multiple vulnerabilities in versions of Chrome prior to version 24.0.1312.56. Cisco released a security advisory for multiple vulnerabilities in Cisco wireless LAN controllers and a security notice for a Cisco Unified Communications Domain Manager cross-site scripting vulnerability. Cisco also published a post on the Cisco Security blog that includes information on several widely used exploit toolkits and Cisco mitigations for those exploits. ICS SCADA activity continues to be elevated with multiple security advisories for Schneider Electric IGSS and GE Intelligent Platforms Prophecy. As the National Football League Super Bowl 47 approaches on February 3rd, users are cautioned to be aware of the criminal activity that's normally associated with the type, these types of events. While legitimate advertising associated with the Super Bowl activity is always elevated, and criminals will also attempt spam, phishing, and fraudulent advertising associated with the event. Users are cautioned to go directly to known and bookmarked websites for information on Super Bowl activity. IntelliShield published 118 events last week, 63 new events, and 55 updated events. These alerts are available via the IntelliShield Alert Manager service. Visit www.cisco.com go slash IntelliShield for more information. Moving on to the legal risk management category, United States federal authorities have indicted three individuals believed to be the creators of the Gozi banking trojan. The indictments named Russian, Latvian, and Romanian as the creators and operators of the Gozi botnet, uh, believed to have caused millions in damages across the globe. Two of the suspected individuals were arrested. One individual was arrested in 2010 and the other 2012. In addition to these arrests, authorities continue to investigate the criminal users of the Gozi trojan. A variation of the Goshi Trojan, called Prinimalka, was identified in underground activity known as Project Blitzkrieg, which attempted to organize a campaign of botnets to attack U.S. banks. International boundaries, uh, differing legal systems, and the lack of international agreements have allowed many of these criminals to operate with little fear of prosecution for years, 
These arrests and indictments demonstrate the continuous improvement in these areas, including how authorities are improving their capabilities to investigate and prosecute these cybercriminals across the globe. Whether this will lead to additional arrests or impact the reported Project Blitzkrieg is unknown. Although, as with most criminal communities, once arrests begin and suspects begin to negotiate their charges with authorities, suspects will likely lead authorities to additional arrests, uh, provide improved intelligence on the community, and alarm other criminals that are associated with those arrested that they may too be exposed and pursued by the authorities. All of these are significant improvements for users and organizations across the globe. And next in the trust risk management category, the United Kingdom's Information Commissioner's Office has fined Sony Europe £250,000 for violating the Data Protection Act for exposing millions of users' personal information in April 2011 when the Sony PlayStation Network was compromised. The investigation determined that Sony could have taken measures that could have prevented the compromise, adding that Sony had the technical expertise, knowledge, and resources to prevent that kind of compromise. Sony reports it will appeal the decision. As this long investigation continues, the UK ICO fine is a significant benchmark. Although the fine may seem insignificant, users that had their personal information compromised may be able to submit additional claims for compensation. This compromise has likely cost Sony millions of dollars already, and it continues to cost the company more in regulatory fines, uh, legal costs, and public relations. The total cost of a breach is typically exponentially greater than the actions that could have been implemented to prevent it. And next, in the privacy risk management category, Facebook recently announced the Graph Search product that allows users to conduct more detailed searches. The product allows users to perform open-ended queries to return results from the content of other users. The search is designed to return content that's shared by friends. However, it also includes data that's shared across Facebook, which potentially allows more user-specific results. As Facebook continues to be pressured by investors and other markets to monetize their services, the graph search allows advertisers, recruiters, and others to quickly search and focus their efforts on the content provided from the millions of Facebook users. Although the search is not yet fully available, it's likely that Facebook users will become frequently targeted with advertising and product offers, some of which may be useful to the user, while others could just be annoyances. Criminals will not likely miss the opportunity to capitalize on the same search product to better target their spam and phishing campaigns and strengthen their attempts at compromising accounts and personal information. Users are again advised to review their privacy settings and limit who can see, share, or post information about you. Similarly, users should consider the security settings on mobile devices that are used to access their Facebook accounts. And finally, in the human risk management category, Attackers compromised DNS services for the Massachusetts Institute of Technology, MIT, on Tuesday, January 22, 2013. Attackers claimed that the compromise was in remembrance of the death of Aaron Schwartz, the former technologist who took his own life earlier in January. Attackers redirected, for a short time, all MIT.edu domains to a third-party website mentioning Aaron Schwartz and LawSec, a hacktivist organization. The DNS compromise follows distributed denial service attacks and attacks on the university's email systems. In related attacks, Anonymous announced the compromise of and defacing of the U.S. Sent Sentencing Commission website and posted threats to release information gathered from U.S. government websites. 
digital vigilantism uh, continues to increase and no parties are exempt, uh, whether guilty or innocent. Individuals and organizations should take actions to protect their identities, reputations, and infrastructure. Individuals should practice responsible use of social media, restrict public access to social media profiles that contain personally identifiable information, limit giving out personal information to third parties, uh, use complex passwords for web services, and enable two-factor authentication where possible. Organizations should review disaster recovery and incident management practices, uh, continually monitor critical infrastructure, carefully restrict access to critical systems, and thoroughly test and audit public-facing systems. This concludes the Cyber Risk Report for this week. To read the full report, visit www.cisco.com go SIO and select the Cyber Risk Reports link. Tune in for next week's report from Cisco Security Intelligence Operations. Thanks for listening, and stay safe.